Yo, welcome back once again to Real Podcast, a production of World Harvest Church, where we bring you real answers to your real questions each and every week. Pastor yeah. Brad, welcome back once again, mm-hmm. as we are uh, having the opportunity to answer the hard questions as we always do. I had another great service this week, not only yeah. talking about um, the three persons of who God is, God, the, yeah. the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, but also your metrum. Yeah. Did I yeah, say it right? Great service. The metron was the word of the day, yeah. I believe. It's a, uh, a Greek word there, uh, referring back to in Romans where it says that we've been dealt the measure of faith. Yeah. And uh, so many times we think of that as a quantity, but uh, that measure is the Greek word metron, which is, has a whole lot deeper meaning yeah. than uh, just a quantity of faith. Yeah, yeah. So one of the questions we got in, because we'll dive right into it, um, okay. was a challenging question. Uh, I mean, really challenging question, which I really think, honestly, we probably all wonder or struggled with um, as we go through faith. And it's really talking about the three persons of God, because we talk about the Godhead, right? Right. I just read it directly. Um, We talk about the Godhead of what does that mean and and who is he and how is this not multiple gods when we talk about God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So the question was, um, uh, how do we consider Christianity not being polytheistic with God. You have Jesus, uh, God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit being three separate entities. And we know as Christians, we believe they're three in one of the Godhead, but my theology is being attacked, to be honest. And I can't answer that question. Yeah, that's a a question that uh, probably for the average Christian, they don't even think about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Matter of fact, but polytheistic, just so people know, uh, just means many gods, you know, and we're not serving many gods. We are monotheistic. Yeah. Christianity is that. Uh, we believe in, in one true God. And of course, for us in our human minds and our understanding, it's kind of hard for us to wrap our minds around this. Mm-hmm. How can there be one God, but there be also three, the triune mm-hmm. Godhead, which yeah. we call God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And so it's really a great mystery. But uh, a simple way to really put it uh, that I heard many years ago was simply kind of like an egg you know, an egg, it's, it's an egg, mm-hmm. you know, you break it, you crack it, you eat it, yeah. but it's actually, it's made up of three different parts. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got the, the yolk, the center, that nutrition center, but then there's the, the rest of that egg that, that is actually what forms into the chicken or whatever, yeah. uh, breed it is. It's lays the egg. Yeah. And then you got that outer shell. And so, but all three parts makes one. And that's the same we see here. Uh, I truly believe with God, the father, there's God, the father, God, the son, and God, the Holy spirit. It's really just three different expressions of one God in that, you know, God, the father, Jesus, God, the son, Jesus, who came to this earth, but then his presence and his spirit uh, that dwells with us, God, the Holy spirit in that. Mm. So it's, it's kind of a mystery and it's hard for us to really wrap our minds around it, but he is, mm one God in three different expressions. Mm-hmm. What, what is that? So uh, we hear that, we understand that it is three different expressions, but how do you not lean on your, uh, on each individual characteristic of either God or Jesus or the, or the Holy Spirit? Like, how do you know who to go to for what, or do you go to one yeah. uh, as an individual, you yeah. know, cause we we're talking about the Holy Spirit and the gift, not only that he is and, and who he was, uh, but there's a reason, I mean, Clearly, there's an individual reason for, for God being God the Father and Jesus yeah. being who he was uh, and the Holy Spirit, because otherwise Jesus would not have said, no, 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 you don't understand. It's better that I go away so that yeah. I will bring you the comforter. Why did there have to be this exchange? I mean, why did yeah. why couldn't Jesus have done all those, uh, those things when yeah. he was here and if he just would have stayed here or, or made his kingdom be here during that time? Yeah. And, you know, you look at the way our physical body is made up of three parts. You know, we've got our body, soul, and we've got our spirit. So in that, 
even and it's he, he is one. They are one. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Jesus even talking with his disciples in the book of John. He said, um, "My Father and I, we are one." You know, I only do what I see my Father do. Mm -hmm. So again, going back to that, uh, different expressions of one God in that, um, we see with the coming of Jesus uh, that everything now really points to Jesus. Mm -hmm. You know, even uh, Jesus said about the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit won't speak of himself, but yeah. he really yeah. points everything back to him, to Jesus. So my answer, my quick answer to that question would be that everything that in our uh, perspective needs to point back to Jesus, yeah. a, a real Jesus. You know, as long as you're pointing everything back to Jesus, you won't go wrong. Yeah. Because it's really all about Jesus. Once he came and gave his life, he died on the cross of Calvary. He was resurrected after three days there. He took the keys of death, hell, and the grave there so that we could have that eternal life now. So, you know, uh, I love the Holy Spirit. I love the way he moves. But he's his his function is yeah. just really to turn our eyes towards Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. What, is that, what does that necessarily look like? in your daily life when, you know, you have the Holy Spirit who's not only going to quicken you, but also give you peace in, in the circumstances and situation and, and, and quicken you to be, frankly, each and every day to have that experience of hearing and knowing what yeah. God, God is saying to you. But how is that different when we pray? Should we, we be praying differently? Do You know, we're seeking the Lord. We're going to the Lord in our prayers and, and yeah. letting him know our heart's desire. Um, but what does it look like in your life when you're trying to understand, okay, there's the Holy Spirit who, you know, who has his capability. You have Jesus who paid the price for us. You have God who is omnipotent in everything he does. Should you be praying to the Holy Spirit? Should, yeah. should you be just focusing your prayers to Jesus or are yeah. you focusing our prayers to God? Like, yeah, well, that's, a, that's a very good question. Um, and, you know, when we see the, uh, the form of prayer that we see in the scriptures, even Jesus give us the Lord's Prayer, you know, it's, it's through the authority of Jesus mm -hmm. that we do pray. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, we are now sons and daughters of the Most High God, uh, and we receive into our life the, what Jesus did for us on the cross of Calvary. Yeah. So it's kind of, I like to use the example of this back in August the 20th of 1988, you know, is when I married Tammy. Mm -hmm. And so I took her into, in a covenant relationship into my family. Now she became a Mendenhall. And so now she carries an authority in the name of Brad Mendenhall that she mm -hmm. can go to, you know, uh, Dillard's or wherever she wants to go and buy something in the name of Brad Mendenhall. That's yeah. the authority that we've been given. In, in scripture, we see where Jesus, he bestowed his authority that he received to us. We see that, you know, we see where we have authority over the, the, the devils, the darkness, you know, everything in this world that tries to exist. We've got authority over that, but mm -hmm. it's not by our power. It's by the authority that Jesus has given us. So it's in, you know, we pray usually and we wrap it up in Jesus name, mm -hmm. in the name of Jesus. And it's not just a name, it's the authority that's backed uh, by the name of Jesus, by who he was and what he did for us. Yeah. So now we can use his name in that. And so we're not praying to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is his presence that moves in our heart, uh, moves amongst us. You know, John chapter 14 and John chapter 16, Jesus said, I'm going to go away, but I'm going to send you the comforter. Basically what he's saying here, I'm sending you the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. but that's my presence. Mm -hmm. That's my presence. That's my essence mm -hmm. that is going to be with you. And I love where it says he's going to be with you and he's going to be inside of you. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, when we think about uh, the moving and the feeling that we feel of Jesus, it's just really that Holy Spirit that's moving on us. But it's all about Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so like you ask when we pray, we're not praying to the Holy Spirit. 
we're praying to Jesus Christ mm -hmm. because even the scripture says he's at the right hand of the Father making intercession for us. Mm -hmm. And so he's our advocate. He's, he's uh, advocates of word maybe we don't use so many times in our English language, but he's like a lawyer for us, you know, yeah. pleading our case before yeah. us. So it's all about Jesus. Yeah. You know what? what a, I, I, it's more than just one of the things, but I guess as my faith has grown and started realizing more and more that that our faith and our interaction with God is very contractual. I mean, it's very law-based, and there's mm -hmm. a reason why, you know, when you look at the Old Testament, the Old Testament compared to the New Testament, that's, I think there's a, there's a lot of places where churches get split off just comparing yeah. the two and understanding what was the purpose of the Old Testament? You know, why was there a law, the law that God had, yeah. had originally gave? What, what is the, the purpose of why Jesus came to be a completion of that law to fulfill what the law mm -hmm. was spoken because so many times Jesus refers to the law and says, you know, it is written as you know, yeah. it is written because he's reminding the Pharisees and reminding them, you know, the law, you know, what the old way of life used to be, but I've come right. to establish the new kingdom, the, the new way. Uh, what, what does that mean for us? Because there's a lot of people, you know, initially in faith, I got a ton of questions. I got a ton of yeah. questions. I'm like, I don't even know where to start. I'm not a scholar. Yeah. I don't know the Bible yeah. in and out. Where do I even begin in trying to understand what that means? I mean, I, I even get this way when I'm surrounded by people who know Hebrew and Greek, and I just feel like a fool because I have no idea. I'm not yeah. a Hebrew or Greek scholar, but there's so much more to the depth of what, uh, uh, of what the law is has been, what it has meant, what Jesus mm -hmm. fulfilled, and now what we live in now with, uh, you know, the gift of, of the Holy Spirit. Where do we even begin when we have these hard questions that yeah. go back to uh, needing kind of a theological base or understanding? Mm -hmm. Like, how do we open ourselves up to understanding what that is? And I know that's yeah. a loaded question. That's pretty loaded. But, and there's a lot of things in that question yeah. there. You know, to sum all that up, I mean, there's a lot of things I can comment, but the first thing I would respond to is this, that serving God and living with Jesus in our lives, walking with Jesus mm -hmm. is not something that's hard. You know, Matthew chapter 11, he says, take upon you uh, my burden. My yeah. yoke is easy. My yeah. burden is light. Uh, I think sometimes we make it hard, mm -hmm. but to really sum up so much of what I believe God wants to have with us, it's not about a religion. It's not about what we know. It's simply about a relationship. Yeah. yeah. Bottom line. Yeah. Old Testament times, because of the sin, the original sin, you know, God had a plan to restore what was lost in the garden through yeah. the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. So there was a span of time that I, probably the simplest way I can say it was that there was just the implementation of the law to help bring behavior mm -hmm. uh, modification mm -hmm. to control. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, you know, so many times we think of the laws being the Ten Commandments. Yeah. What many people don't realize is that for a Jewish person, there wasn't 10 commands that they had to follow. There were 613 commands. Yeah. The 10 is kind of like, you know, an index of yeah. the front of a yeah. book. Yeah. There was yeah. a 10, but there were 613. And so for any person, I mean, you know how it is with kids. You yeah. give them three or four things to do yeah. around the house. Law, how and many you times can guarantee do I have you, to tell you? They're going to break one. They're not going to do it, you know? So can you imagine 613 yeah, yeah. thou yeah. shalt nots or thou shalt do's, yeah. you know, do's and don'ts. Uh, in that, so even in itself, the law was imperfect. Yeah. But it was meant to just really kind of keep people aligned and with a sense of righteousness until mm -hmm. Jesus would come to pay the price in that. Mm -hmm. So now because Jesus paid the price of that, but Jesus, like it says in the scripture, he's the fulfillment of the law. Mm -hmm. Now God's grace is sufficient because the law was given and, and the, 
there was no way man could do it, but mm-hmm. they would make their sacrifices, the animal sacrifices. Thank mm-hmm. God we don't have to do that today. Yeah. You know, but because of what Jesus Christ did for us. Now he paid the price for the sin that had been committed. So yeah. now the law was fulfilled because Jesus was the perfect sacrifice. And because now we can have a relationship with Jesus, even in our imperfections, even in our imperfect human state, where we could not fulfill the law mm-hmm. because of what Jesus did, he fulfilled it for us. Yeah. So now we could just walk in the grace, walk in what he already did for us, walk yeah. in that gift of salvation that he provided for us. Yeah. There? So yeah. It's, so we're in a time of grace now, but you know, there's even I believe that because I've seen the grace message get too far off to the right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard a man say years ago, for every mile of road, there's two miles of ditch. Mm-hmm. Uh, with anything in the principles of the Word of God, you can get too far to the right, you can get too mm-hmm. conservative, or you can get too radical with it. Mm-hmm. So the challenge for us all is to stay in the middle of the road, because we still see that you know uh, there was this mindset a few years ago that because of grace we could really just do whatever we wanted to in our life, and God's grace covered it. Yeah. I don't necessarily 100% agree with that. I yeah. believe that God's grace is there, but also we do see that the love of God, uh, I like to say it this way, is two-sided. There's mm-hmm. the grace side, but there's also the judgment side. Mm-hmm. You know, for whom the Lord loves, he brings correction too. Mm-hmm. You know, John chapter 15, he says, you know, he, we, uh, he, he is the vine, we are the branches. If we're producing fruit, he's going to prune us. If we're not mm-hmm. producing fruit, he's going to cut us off. Yeah. And so uh, even in that, we're not free to live our life as we want to. We're free to live our life under grace now, serving Jesus Christ. And when we do make a mistake, we can easily go to the Father God and say, hey, I'm sorry for making this mistake. Yeah. And keep tracking on. Yeah. Yeah. You said something last podcast. Um, and I think the question of what it had gotten down to is how do you know what truth is? Like, how do you know, how do you know what the baseline of uh, when you have a couple of different, you know, a church that divides, one church says, we believe mm-hmm. this, and the word says this, and another church says, well, you know, we believe this, and the word says this, and that you look at both of them, and you look at scripture and say, well, I can kind of understand why both of them are saying that. But yeah. one of the things you mentioned that I thought was really good is, is when it comes back to it, you have to look at yourself and say, what does the word actually say? Yeah. Because there's a lot of things that are based on opinion. Right. Um, and, and not that people's opinion and not that people's input is, uh, isn't important. It absolutely is, but it has, yeah. it has to go back to the consistency of what the word says. And there's one of the things, just one quick, uh, question, which is not going to be uh, quick or easy, yeah. but you know, there's people that say that, that the Bible contradicts itself in yeah. one, in one, uh, book, it says, you know, there was two people in another book, it says yeah. there was one person. And in one book, it says that, you know, 10 people were healed and in another book talking about the same instance, it will only mention two people. Um, what about that? Like the places yeah. where it seems like the word contradicts itself. And then you, yeah. you go back to, uh, you know, all the, all the times and examples where, um, you know, women should cover their head and these examples mm-hmm. where it's like, well, we don't live like that. So are we sinners yeah. in these things? Or is the, yeah. is the Bible flawed? And I know that's a totally loaded question. Yeah. Frankly, probably we'll get more into that even next week. Yeah. Um, yeah. about that, but just real quick. We'll, yeah, real quick. Cause I know we're out of time, but you know, we got to keep the main thing, the main thing, mm-hmm. main thing is Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can get bogged down with all those details. Uh, you know, if the Bible emphasizes it, we need to give attention to it. If mm-hmm. the Bible doesn't give a lot of attention to it, then you know what? It probably does. You know, we still got to look into it. Mm-hmm. But major on the majors, minor on the minors mm-hmm. in that. And so, uh, one of the things that we got to realize too is the Bible was written by a lot of different authors. Mm-hmm. You know, and and it's just like you and I, we can look at one thing and have two different perspectives mm-hmm. of it. And so there are those things. But, you know, is it a major thing or is it a minor thing? Mm-hmm. And I think the problem we have so many times is people get so hung yeah. up on the minors, the, the little de- details, and they forget about the main principle of what's being taught <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah, there was uh, 
just one quick example. I was in a discussion one time with somebody, and it was specifically talking about the amount of miracles that took place when, yeah. when you know, uh, like is in Matthew gave one example, and then later and later in John he gave another example. But the thing was is that they were saying, you know, here it was two people here, and and somewhere else it said there was you know an extra thousand people there, and and ten people were healed. Uh, the it doesn't matter that what, yeah, what, whether it's two people or whether it's 10 people, were people not healed in the presence of God yeah. or, or were they? They, yeah. they were, yeah. uh, folks, focusing on what truly, truly matters. You know, there's yeah. one question that I would, that I'd leave you with and encourage you to think about, uh, with this as we leave off this week and then pick up next week is this is uh, questions are not bad. It's good. It's good to have questions. And unless you're to the place where you're, uh, seeking answers, and, and trying to find out what the truth actually is, uh, not only in what the word says, but what maybe you've been taught or, or something you've been through. I know for myself, I, I came to realize that um, there was a lot of things that I've been told as I grew up in church that weren't necessarily true once I got into the word. Yeah. And I actually had to read it for myself. We yeah. didn't encourage you to do this. Ask the questions, ask the hard questions and do it in the place, uh, not only in the small groups and the discipleship groups that we have, but get plugged in so you're surrounded by people yeah. who can either say, you know what? Yeah, I had to struggle and I, I, I went through the same question. I went through the same period uh, of, of asking myself, how is this? How is this or how is my understanding with this? But get in those groups and surround yourself with people who can invest not only into you and your, your walk with Christ uh, here at World Harvest Church, but also uh, continue asking the questions of people here, not only in staff, but as you come to Sunday service, because this is how we grow. This is how yeah, we get str- right. stronger, absolutely. Right. So, hey, right. catch us back next week. Next week, we're going to be right back here with you with the real podcast, asking real questions and getting real answers each and every week. We'll see you next week. Pastor, again, thanks for being All here right, with us. Thank you. Appreciate it. See ya.